Welcome to Double Eagles Ministry Radio Network for podcast number three. And today's message is always about the, the same message, and that's about Jesus. Jesus glorified, crucified, resurrected from the dead, and in you in his omnipresence, the power in his presence. This message today is going to deal with really about your health eternally and right now, naturally. Remember that God said he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever should believe in him should not perish but shall have eternal life. It's how he gave us his son. He did not bring him into the earth as a man through a virgin birth and just set set a crown on his head and sit in the throne to rule by edict. Rather, he went through everything to humble himself unto death, to conquer death, hell and the grave for us. He's got the keys of death, hell and the grave forever now. He says, behold, I'm alive forevermore. So you, understanding in revelations, you testify the revelations of the miracle of Jesus through his Holy Ghost, the omnipresent power, he'll heal you. I want to read just a couple of scriptures out of John 3, verse 12. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how will you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man ascends up to heaven but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Do you hear what he just said? He wasn't in earth. Heaven was in his earthen vessel. So if Christ is in you, you are seated in heavenly places. He pressed back into the earthen vessel or your human natural existence of mankind by the three fervent prayers of the Father's will. And it was such agony pressing back in the dimension of God into the flesh. His, his sweats were his great drops of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane in the wine press. So a lot of times, you have to chasten yourself. You have to seek God's face by denying your human instincts for God's instincts. Not my will, but thine be done, Jesus said about the Father as he pressed back in eternity into your soul. And when he crucified the flesh, you know, the badger skin was wrapped in twain in the Holy of Holies, which had departed, the light had departed from Israel long ago. But they kept seeing a light in him I wonder if that was God's glory, the Shekinah glory of God, shining out of the man, the flesh, the sinless being. So if you're living in Jesus and he's living in you and your life is now through him, what should be shining out of you? It should be the light of God because that's who he is. But listen, how he gave us the Son How the Father gave us Jesus. Jesus says this in verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whomsoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So what's he talking about? Being lifted up for what? I mean, he he was the sacrificial lamb. 
he became the one-time permanent atonement for the sinful nature through the blood sacrifice. He is the brazen altar. He is that now. He's not going to be. That's the price he paid. So when you look at the, the scriptures, let's go to Exodus 27. Moses commanded the people, the, the Lord did, but now shall make an altar of shittim wood, five cubits long and five cubits broad. The altar should be four squared and the height thereof should be three cubits. Basically 30 feet by 30 feet. And thou shalt make the horns of it upon the four corners thereof. His horns shall be of the same and shall overlay it with brass. Now brass, in a lot of different ways, is symbolic of temperance and quickness. So he went on, he made the shovels and the basins and the flesh hooks, the fire pans and all these vessels should be made of brass uh, to withstand in the temperance the, the furnace of the sin offering. And you can go on and, and read that more fascinating. Thou shalt make the staves for the altar. This is verse 6. Staves of shittim wood and overlay them with brass. So in, in the brass is the temperance of God's altar for the sinful man to come and believe in Christ and have their sins remitted. Now look at this. Numbers chapter 21. Boy, talk about being out there and leaned out. Talk about some hardships and talk about complaining, which God hates. He loves a cheerful giver. Do you like people muttering in your ear, doubt, fear, disbelief, sloth? I sure don't. If you can't bother your tongue and talk about the truth, hey, maybe this place isn't for you. Find a way to be a blessing. But listen to this, verse 4, And they journeyed from the Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Isn't Jesus, I, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. Isn't that the way, the truth, and the life? For every son I, I love, I chasten. For every son the Father receives, he scourges. It's not easy in the flesh because it wants the comfort. Now the Holy Ghost will give you the comfort of your dying nature to be liberated in the truth. Daniel found that out when the angel of the Lord came to him in Daniel 10, verse 12. He said, Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God. Thy words were heard. And I am come for your words. So don't think God isn't listening to what you're saying. Meditate now. What you're doing in secret, what you do in private, should be shouted from the rooftop one way or the other. He's going to make an example out of you. I hope he's going to be glorified in you as you lose your life so you can find your life and become who you are. I heard a lot of people tell me, I don't even know who I am. And I said, you'll never find out until you start testifying to other people the good news of Jesus Christ and this salvation being redeemed from the bondages of the, the, the curse of the sinful nature. Because remember, the serpent beguiled Eve. He's subtle and he's beguiling. He's seductive. 
to always get you to drop your guard into sin or to sell out. And that's how they got cast out of the garden. But you know, the Lord told Adam and Eve, he said in Genesis 3.15, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and that shall bruise his heel. And the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrows, and in thy conception and sorrow will he bring forth children. And thy desire shall be thy husband, he shall rule over you. But that's given birth to the glorified church, which much wisdom is much sorrow, with much increased knowledge is much grief. But the laboring to be free is the power of God that strengthens you as the outward man dies or perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day in the eternal life that, that Christ is. It's quickened by his Holy Ghost. So when we go back to Numbers 21, he says, the people were much discouraged in the way. You ever get down and don't refresh yourself with the truth or faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of God and go back into at your most starving point or your most depleted point. If you're chasing yourself and stay disciplined in Jesus and travail in him, he'll renew your strength. You mount up with wings as eagles. You'll run not be weary you know, you're walking not faint. It's just the power of Christ that strengthens by His Spirit in His glory in your inner man. Then He'll do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you can ask or think. So think about that. And the people in verse 5 spake against God and against Moses. It's always the, the messenger or the anointed of God is using where that spirit in a person blames for your freedom. Because they have lost that position of the Lord's authority in your life. Not theirs, His. And then they started to complain about Moses, about God. And they said, Where, wherefore have you brought us up out of our comfort, of, out of Egypt, to die in the wilderness? You think God brought you to this place? So you'll perish? Or if you believe in him, and you, you go through it, he keeps you from the evil one, from the tempter, as you overcome in the truth. Man shall not live by bread alone, but that by every word that proceeds out the mouth of God, as it is written. Wow. So if I move in the spirit, not by my flesh, though the the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing indeed. So you overcome him and you feed your mind, will, and emotions the nugget of the bread of life, the truth of God, which opens the door for Jesus to come into your heart and give you strength and power by his spirit. Well, they're complaining about what they had to eat. There wasn't water, bread, they were... They're thirsty, and they loathe what he did give them through the journey, trying to lean them out to free them to inherit. But they didn't like it. They didn't like me and my form no more. We had to forsake all that back there to receive in this, this present time a hundredfold of all that. And I'm not going to put my, my new holy life in your un, 
holy, unsanctified old life. But only new wine can be put in new wineskins. So sometimes you've got to be leaned out spiritually, which heals the body physically, which renews your blood, which strengthened by the spirit, and then the spirit, which the blood houses the spirit, can course through your body and give you life. So in verse 6, the Lord had enough here. He said, The Lord sent a fiery serpent among the people, and they bit the people, and much of the people of Israel died. He gave them exactly what they asked for, the devil. And so if you're wanting to cry out to God to be saved, he'll save you. Look at this, verse 7. Therefore the people came to Moses. They came to the one they were complaining about. God's kind of a master of, of setting you up like that. The same one, because you tell them the truth, they hate you. But as soon as they become in a pickle, you're the first one they seek out for help. So that's why Jesus is called the stumbling stone of offense to the foolish. The stone which the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone. Are you that lively stone? Lit up in the glory of God? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar treasure? that brings forth the praise and the glory of Jesus and gets blessed and promoted amazingly and wondrously. Well, that's the good news. But they did come and humble themselves and said, We have sinned, for we've spoken against the Lord and against you, the one he sent to us. We've spoken against the man. It's always the person that God puts himself in as a buffer zone or an advocate for you, the sinful man, to repent of that garbage and take on the mind of Christ. Pray unto the Lord. They couldn't pray unto God. He prayed unto the Lord. They asked him to do it because they knew God was with him. That he take away the serpents from us and Moses prayed for the people and listen to how God did this. The Lord said unto Moses, I'm not going to stab the plague. He said, I'm going to make them a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone's is bitten. When he looks upon it, shall live. 1450 B.C. is the prophecy of how Jesus was crucified. Hung on the, hung on the cross. Nailed to it. Verse 9 says, Moses made a serpent of brass. There again, why would he make a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole? And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. So that Christ in you, that the life, the tempered furnace, the fiery furnace, the baptism, the Holy Ghost and fire, if you let Christ into your life, that's the symbol of medicine. The serpent on a stick or on a pole wrapped around it with Rx bite. Now they might even have a double one that originally was the symbol of symbolic of the healing of Jesus Christ in people. Medicine was supposed to help heal what ails you. And then that was a, a, a tiny little portion like putting a little cream in your coffee. It's like having a lawyer in your business. He used to be 2% of your life, not run your business. 
It'll run and ruin you. So the belief of Christ, that's why Jesus said, that's just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. To put a to put his flesh, hang the flesh on the tree. To be the lamb, sacrificial lamb in the permanent atonement of the sinful nature of disease, poverty, and sickness, death, the devil, plagues, that whoever shall look on the glorified Christ now, death, poverty, illness, disease, and the devil will be purged from your vessel and it will flee from you because now the indwelling of Jesus will heal you, will deliver you, and will save your soul from an eternal serpent that is racking your body possibly with pain and torment. The freedom of Christ's blood is the power of your life. If you let him come into your body, and heal you of sins and the sinful nature. The New Testament's all full of this. First Corinthians chapter three, you know, is Christ divided? The Bible says he's not divided. For other foundation can no man lay than is laid which is Christ. You cannot enter into heaven or live a prosperous life in your soul without Jesus as your as your foundation. You should read that chapter someday. Verse 16 says, Know ye not that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. If His Spirit's in you, you're going on to perfection through the perfected fire in the Holy Ghost, the dual baptism of sanctification to be glorified in and through God in you. So when they look through your eye gates, the revelation that's been hid from all the the world, up until now, only revealed by his holy prophets and apostles, Christ in you the hope of glory, the mystery of God. The mystery of Christ in you to free you to be healthy, full of the fruit of your lips, not being cast out by the sweat of your brow, but going back into Eden as the second Adam was resurrected. He's the first quickened spirit from the dead. That's where you start your walk as a new creature. Inward and then in heaven, that's just the beginning of going back and restoring or going back in time into the eternal future. Redeeming the time for the days are evil inside of you and light dispels darkness. Let's go to verse 17. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy for the temple of God is holy. Which temple are you? That means your divine health of taking care of this body with, its, with the only nutrient that will take to survive, grow, heal, and flourish. The Spirit of God in His living Word first. Then all the elements of the earth in its purified form through that sanctified presence, sunlight, purified water, oxygen. You, you don't exist without breathing. And sweating this vessel, 
resting your body in the presence of the Lord where there is remains a day of rest for his people. Keeping yourself full of the water of life that goes freely in inexhaustible supply if you continue in this word. That same well of water that the Israelites were complaining about, the drought will flow through you. The, the drought of this world isn't bread or water. It's of hearing the word of God. So you have an opportunity of, in your life right now to seize this moment and listen to this and we'll close this beautiful message. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now John's in heaven. John is in heavenly places. He is being translated by the Spirit into heaven in him, through him, and around him. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to his foot and girt about the paps of the gold girdle. Does this sound like a crucified Savior still hanging there on the cross? I mean, that's just your beginning step in the belief of being justified into glory. This is the risen Savior. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Boy, it's wonderful to hear somebody talk with passion, truth, Jesus. In his feet, like unto fine brass, as if they are burned in a furnace, the temperance of God Almighty. In his voice is the sound of many waters. You thirsty? You hungry? You desperate? You broke? You possess? You, are you afflicted? Or are you just weary? It's time to put the truth back in your heart and soul. Let these sayings sink down in your ears. It's been a pleasure coming to you today. I hope you take this message and flourish and give somebody else the hope of the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening.